the, the beauty of it was it didn't stick to the the container. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you, you're not fighting a plastic wrapper. Like, am I going to eat some of this today? <laughs> Probably. It's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's superhero slay. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week is the biggest game of the year. No, I'll say it. I'll say it. Super Bowl. I think I brought this up in previous years. Is There's no copyright restrictment on saying the name. People are just too afraid to say it, and it just takes yeah. one person with deep enough pockets to just stick it to the NFL. But that's not us. I do not have yeah. big enough pockets to no. push back against the NFL. But you you can legally say the Super Bowl as like much as you want. Now that their logo might be like trademarked and stuff, but you can literally say the words. I, that's just, okay, that the rant's over, Chris. Move on. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, it, it's also one of those weird things, again, because uh, I'm an advertising. They have to, if someone uses their stuff in a way that implies that they are affiliated with them, they have to actually go after it. Because if they leave it alone, that opens it up to like, oh, if you just let this person use it, anyone can use it. It's a oh, really yeah. weird thing. Like, yeah, it's just like Disney. Uh, They'll sue you into the ground yeah. even if like your daycare has like a Mickey Mouse logo yeah, anywhere. Yeah. Near, uh, you can't <laughs> use Spider-Man on that kid's monument for his funeral. We're going to sue you kind of thing. <laughs> oh, God, like, yeah. They've done it. They've, that's, uh-huh. that's the worst part. But uh, anyway, Superb Al today. Biggest game <laughs> of the year so far in parentheses, Mike. There might be bigger games. I don't know. This mm-hmm. isn't. This is, this is where we. This is the extent of our knowledge. We've, oh, we've that re- that out. just reminded me of, of something to add to the corner stream. Continue while I type. <laughs> there we go. Marvel is expanding Wakanda. We'll we'll yeah. talk about this oh, later. Oh my Big god! Deal. I can't. Wow! I can't believe I totally forgot about that <laughs> news this week. Wow. That's that's what I love about coming on the show with Mike. He doesn't. <laughs> he's got the list of notes below him. He can see everything. Oh well, yeah, and it's crazy but, but, because but like, he doesn't. I, like everyone's working from home, we're all plugged into to the internet twenty four seven. Even more before when we were we when we were in an office environment. So like, yeah, I saw that news come in like the second it happened. I internalized it. I thought about it, and then I moved on to the next thing, and I forgot about it. So yeah. I'm glad that that's, we're coming back around. That's the sucky part about news dropping on a Monday because then we're like, what? How far back do we have to go for this? <laughs> uh, the real emphasis on real Ghostbusters are back. Okay. And more. And more. Yes, it's a big game Sunday. This is a, I, I feel actually really happy for uh, big sports fans because this is a big day for them. And, you know, people are, are just begging to have, to have stuff to look forward to. You know, we do our best to look forward to, like, you know, really big pop culture moments. And then, like, I'm glad I'm glad the football people have something today, you know. Yeah. Uh, hopefully people aren't rallying around together unsafely. Uh, but, you know, it's, uh, we all get to kind of enjoy something at the same time. I'll be on Twitter. I'll be looking at the trending tags. And, you know, it's a fu- it's a fun thing to have today. Yeah, definitely watching the commercials online after like five seconds later because whatever stream you're using now uh, blanked out during the commercial and you, you have to <laughs> buffer or something. So, yeah, I'll probably be doing that as well. But but it, it is the game. It is a Sunday. It's It's got some stuff. What We've got some stuff. We'll talk about more about that later. Uh, Mike, I... <laughs> I want to jump into the corn stream here because okay. I, I I did not know this. My wife has never seen the movie Black Sheep or Tommy oh, Boy. Black Sheep and Tommy Boy. Now, it's been a long time since I've seen either of those, but uh-huh. I've technically seen them. 
Right. So this brings me to an interesting point. So we watched uh, a, a Black Sheep, and I believe it was on regular television uh, we, for some reason Old that we school. were watching. Yeah. So it had commercials in it, right? Like, <laughs> and and edited for for television. So uh, we're we're watching this movie, and I it just came to me again. One we missed Chris Farley, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, several years later, David Spade would go on to become Joe Dirt in and of himself, uh, rather mm-hmm. than the uptight businessman he was. But these movies don't hold up, man. Um, oh wow, really? Uh, yeah, it's it's this is um it's not that it's a a bad it's not a good movie, but it's not a bad movie. It's a comedy, right? Like mm-hmm. this is like in the era of Dumb and Dumber, and and again, like this is uh, the Adam Sandler movies, where there's uh, Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, right? Like there's some sort of um, far fetched thing this person has to do uh, to improve themselves, or uh, otherwise they're an idiot for the rest of their lives kind of thing and then just like watching these random things happen to these people throughout it's just like this would never happen the cuts are, are there for for comedy they don't there, there's no real uh for lack of a better term cinematic value to these movies but we hold them in our hearts so dear because they were in our formative years when we didn't know what the hell good qu- <laughs> yeah, content I, was i was about to say I, I will neither agree or disagree with you because like i said it's been a while since i've seen these but you know that there's a ton of people that like absolutely yeah. love those two movies yeah. and they're just like they're like they're trying to like just crush their earbuds uh, yeah. so they don't have to listen to this podcast anymore. i know <laughs> and it's nothing against people like you can like whatever movies you, you can like the worst movie in the goddamn world it doesn't matter again we have fans we don't we don't dig on the Snyderverse movies people do that's fine you can like him it's, it's not it's not us to tell you what what is you can and can't watch but you i hear was that just... folks chris just said tommy boy was as bad as batman versus superman i can't believe it i would wow. i might I, I might say it's actually worse <laughs> uh, uh but but it, it's just one of those things like again i just thought it was interesting you know we don't in this world of tentpole movies and things where we're like you know everything's events everything's being held on to make money in the theaters because they they focus all this money. I do miss the era of B and C level movies that someone could just make and not have to worry about it. There's no criticizing it. There's nothing. You go in, you have a good time, you leave, and then you know you make some references with your friends later, um, a la like you know Super Troopers or something of that nature from the the 2000s. So we did get to watch that. She was like, "What am I watching here?" I'm like, "All I remember is the end of this movie." Um, <laughs> Uh, or uh, the quote she I always quote the when they're they're high in the cop car right uh, and they're like making fun of the word roads they're like roads roads <laughs> and she's like you say it all the time I thought you were making it up yourself I'm like no no I <laughs> I got it from this movie I, I have to I have to do that uh, I have to do that with my wife sometimes where it's just like now this isn't a reference I dr- drum up on my own this is from a previously established uh, movie and or TV show but I don't remember where it came from so don't give me credit <laughs> yeah it, yeah yeah. Uh, and I didn't know she hadn't seen it, so I think that was that was fun. So, um, Black Sheep, out there, you can go watch it probably anywhere. I didn't even look on Just Watch; it was on TV, kind of thing. Next up, uh, after talking to you last week about the upcoming sequel to Tomb Raider, mm-hmm. I decided to go back and watch the actual Tomb Raider on um, my own personal home media streaming server. What is that's uh, uh, Alicia Vikander. Yeah, Alicia Vikander. Yep. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah. Got, what, um, what's she? What's she from again? I don't know how I remembered her name, but I don't even know what, what she had accomplished before uh, Tomb Raider. Um, uh, it's the robot one. Um, where uh, Ex Machina. Ex Machina. Oh, okay, gotcha. I was like, she's a, from... she's a robot. <laughs> 
All I remember from this movie is the trailer where there's a moment where she's like jumping across like a like a chasm and this old plane like falls out from yeah. under, underneath her. And then like Nick Frost is at like the very end of the trailer and everyone's like, oh, this is dumb because he's going to be at the very end of the movie and, you know, you're not going to see him at all. And that's when she like suits up and everything. And that's mm-hmm. all I know about it. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I, I don't think anything. If I tell you anything about this movie, it's gonna ruin it. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, Nick Frost is in this very minimally, uh, okay. <laughs> very, very minimally. And the the scene from the trailer is pretty. I wouldn't say it's early on, but yeah, it, it's it's a it's a, a longer action piece where it, like goes from one to one to next to next to next kind of thing. And I forgot completely. Walton Goggins is the villain in this movie. Like, I, oh, I love Walton Goggins. I, I, I completely forgot. So uh, that was a good year for him uh, in eighteen. That was that and Ant Man and the Wasp, I believe. So, and know, I believe uh, in that same year he would also be in. I'm sure a, a season of of The Walking Dead because I know he was a regular on that show for a bit. Walking, yeah, uh, he was. I didn't think he was in The Walking Dead. I thought he was on the other uh, show um, about the uh, the Western Justified. Uh, he's probably on. Every, he's probably on all. He's Goggins is all over the place. <laughs> he is. He's he's a great actor. I I, I really I really th- I really think uh, I think he's a good actor. I think he he sells the villain role without being like overly kind of. Uh, but um, I always remember him from from uh, it wasn't Django Unchained. Uh, even though he's a uh, hateful eight. Uh, when he was like a main character in that. Did you end up watching that? I don't remember if we talked about that. The hateful eight. Yeah, I've seen. Yeah. That. Okay. Okay. Great. Uh, and then he's also the villain in the or one of the the people he's a hitman in the movie Fat Man, which I didn't get to watch from last <laughs> year. Um, but anyway, Tomb Raider. My my biggest qualm with this film is it, it does tell a really good origin story. It's a, actually a pretty good you know video game to life movie, way better than those Angelina Jolie movies. But. Um, it takes forever for her to raid a tomb. I, I tell you, I'm waiting for, she's called, it's called Tomb Raider. And I'm like, you know, maybe she's been doing this forever. No, we get an origin story and we only get really one tomb at the end of this to be raided. And that's, that's just, that's just not, not very fun for me. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, but it's still not a bad film at the end of the day. Like it's, it's suitable for a video game thing. Again, it feels like a precursor or like, um, like a, a very very rough blueprint for the upcoming Nathan Drake movie, like the Uncharted films. Like mm-hmm. replace this girl with a dude, and you have the Uncharted stuff. Like it's really beat for beat the same kind of thing. So, um, I bet he he raids a lot more tombs though. If I was a betting man though, <laughs> you, uh, we can so, o- we can only hope, Chris. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's what I I, I was watching this week. Uh, my 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 section. I'm gonna come to life in the next section after this, Mike. But you got. You got some stuff through here that that's you know. Uh, yeah, if you want, I, I want to talk about this next one because it's one of my favorite quotes. Yeah, if you want to, if you want a movie franchise that raids the maximum number of tombs that you can yeah. achieve, that is going to be the Mummy franchise, which I saw was just added to HBO Max, which is a big deal because for a while I don't think the Mummy was straight up really on any streaming service for any meaningful amount of time mm-hmm. for somebody to go like, oh Netflix, yeah they have the Mummy, or like, oh Amazon Prime, oh yeah they have the Mummy over there, well, so. It seems like it's finally landed somewhere on HBO Max. Yeah, I always uh, liken the Mummy to the Spider-Man franchise. So there's like two pretty mm-hmm. good ones, and then the third one just leaves that <laughs> sour taste in your mouth. You're like, oh, do I well, really want to? Well, it is pretty interesting because the Mummy is listed on HBO Max as the Mummy Collection. So I thought this would be a pretty fun uh, opportunity to finally watch that third Mummy movie. You know that mm-hmm. nobody really cared about. You know, it was it's like it was like a 
it was like in China or something like that. And there was like a yeah, dragon yeah. involved and like everyone was like, well, I don't know if I, I need to see another, a literally another movie about, you know, Egypt. But, you know, I think this one might be a little bit too far, but it's actually not on here. The third movie that they have is the Scorpion King. So I don't know who owns the streaming rights for the, the for I guess the fourth uh, mummy movie. As of right now, nobody. Yeah, so it's you can't the watch that one there, so I have not seen that one. But I did go back, and I watched The Mummy 1 and 2, and the first one is still, it's just great. I yeah. get a lot of vibes from Pirates of the Caribbean 1, where mm-hmm. you're just kind of on this one-off adventure. You know, you, you're setting up kind of like this whole world, all of these different rules. It's just like this, it's a, it's a great swashbuckling time, if you will. And yes, mm-hmm. you can swashbuckle out of the seas. Uh, this one happens in the desert. Uh, and it's just, it's great. It's it's fun. Brendan Fraser is amazing. You know, we talk about him all the time on this uh, show. Yeah. Uh, the second one, it, it wasn't as good as I remember it. Uh, they kind of uh, shoehorn these like destiny plots into it that like, oh, Brendan Fraser was a magi, uh, magi the whole time. And uh, the his wife, I, I don't remember the actress's name, but she Rachel Vice. She was the Pharaoh's yeah. daughter's like long lost ancestor, and it's just like they really it didn't really add much to the plot except for it magically made her uh, a fighter at the end. She knew how to use like the size in battle because she connected to her past self. So I thought all that kind of stuff was kind of hooey, but. Mm. Um, Watching them back to back is funny because you you can tell they just looked at the first movie and they're just like, let's just do that stuff again. Okay, his face was in sand in a sand tidal wave. Now let's put his face in the water. And uh, it's just, it's pretty funny. But uh, you you often forget that the Scorpion King is in this movie. Uh, Like, I know he has his own movie, but he's the villain at the end. And there's a great... um, there's a great uh, YouTube channel called uh, Corridor Digital, and they do uh, they did a video I think last year, maybe 2019, where they brought they brought their scrappy little VFX team together to improve the 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 uh, entry the uh, the introductory shot of the Scorpion King and all of his CG glory at the end. So that's kind of yeah. fun. You can go check that but, out when it's still the Rock as the Scorpion King. Uh, in PlayStation One graphics or worse, uh, <laughs> yeah. Ba- basically, but, what they did is they deep faked uh, the Rock's face from the Scorpion King movie yeah. onto that Scorpion, and it, it looks a little rough because uh, th- this uh, gang of VFX people were, were a little new to deep fakes, but they've improved a lot uh, since now, then. Now, tell me, they have a did they have a kid in the second one? Correct. Yes, they, they have uh, a kid in the, the second one. Who's the cause of everything. Yes, and it goes to show how uh, foggy my memory is because I thought they had two kids in the movie, and then for a while I kept waiting for them. Don't they have a daughter? When's the daughter get introduced? And I was like, oh, no, it's just one kid in this movie. So this is just a good PSA to go on HBO Max and watch The Mummy before you forget anything and everything that happens in these films. I was I was mainly impressed actually by the CG in the first movie because this was a great period of time in filmmaking where uh, special effects were available. Compute I would say computer generated effects were available for your film, but they could only go so far, right? So in the late 90s, you could do a fully CG mummy. But it's probably best if you use all of your filmmaking tricks to not show the mummy all the time or, you know, transition him to like a half human at some point in time. So Mm -hmm. it's more like you're putting a visual effect on a human and not just building something CG. So there's a lot of fun filmmaking tricks where 
there's a moment where a, a, a crete where a person gets like devoured by like flies and what they do is they show it in silhouette so they just show this basically probably what it is it's probably just a 2d animated solid and they just map it onto the wall and they show them kind of like shriveling up and like disappearing but it's just kind of like yeah they probably could have done that in a vfx shot that we all would have laughed at nowadays but you know in, in the sense of the yeah. the film now it works well, so uh yeah, i enjoyed it well, that is also, I mean, I always equate it to The Matrix because they came out the same year um, in terms of effects. But, like, the movie, they really they really just, like, we need sand. How can we take <laughs> sand to the next level? And I correct me if I'm wrong, I believe it's the PG-13 movie. So, also, a lot of those effect shots, if they want to go R, they probably would have bumped those up a bit. But I did enjoy that, you know, it is still a family-friendly film without being overly brutal. But there are, like, deaths and the guy gets his eyes eaten out at one point. Yeah, uh, if if I was a, if I was a person who made video essays, it would be kind of fun to do do a comparison between the Mummy franchise and the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise mm-hmm. because they do kind of seem to go, right after the first film, things start to go a little little uh, uh, yeah. a little awry. Well, it's it's again just like the Matrix, just like the Pirates. It's all about destiny in the second movie, right? You've always mm-hmm. been this great person. You just didn't know it till you know you had a really successful first movie, and once your <laughs> movie made a lot of money, now you're. Now you're faded. You're not. To, you're not to... allowed to be somebody that was just plucked yeah. from obscurity. Yeah. You were always meant to make this movie franchise. Exactly. Uh, well, I mean, again, what's his name? Brandon Fraser was what just got out of Biodome with Polly Shore, pretty sure, <laughs> or in uh, uh, the Caveman movie. Well, what was that? Um, oh, Encino Man. Yeah, Encino Man. I was like, I was like, this, this, that name makes me think of you because of you know, <laughs> kind of where where you where you are in the world. But I, I just want to say my favorite line from this movie, and I use this in Fortnite all the time, where uh, his buddy, uh, what's his buddy's name? Um, Benny. He's like, uh, we got all the horses. And he's like, looks like you're on the wrong side of the river. Uh, <laughs> because, you know, it's, it's, it's just a funny banter between him and, and and the Benny character in this. Also, the the first uh, Mummy movie feels very, very timeless. My wife brought it up. She said, oh, when I was a kid, I never really knew when this movie took place. Uh, there yeah. are little uh, timestamps uh, that show you the time. This this takes place during uh, 1923. But if you just happen to blink and miss that, it does feel very timeless because you're over in the Middle East. You're kind of in the Egyptian desert a lot of the mm-hmm. times. And even when you go to villages, I'm sure a lot of those villages look very similar to how they did back in the day. And like the, the dress and attire almost feels more like it's fit for the desert, not necessarily for the decade. So you, yeah. there is like a timelessness to the first Mummy movie because you, you're not really seeing like – it's not like you're seeing like old classic like cell phones, you know, that really date you to a certain time. So yeah. that's another thing well, that that really helps the movie. It, it always, I, I mean, I, I know you mentioned Pirates. This is more to me of an Indiana Jones if he actually dealt with, you know, um, the actual supernatural kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like uh, because again, it feels like you know it's a period piece. It's he he's being chased by some mystery group of people who've been trying to protect an artifact for years or whatever, and then. The actual difference is that there's actually a mummy with powers in this one. Who's, yeah, it, this does make down. me this does make me excited uh, for the Uncharted movie coming up. Not so much that next Indiana Jones movie because, uh, gosh, uh. who knows how that's <laughs> going to go? But yeah, uh, Tomb Raider, the Mummy. Sometimes you just need a good kind of like ancient uh, artifact hunt on on the big screen. You know? Yeah, I agree. I I 100 agree, and and I re- I would I'm right there with you. I'd recommend the Mummy to anyone who has HBO Max. Yeah. But I'll, I'll cruise through these uh, last two uh, real quick. But uh, we we watched uh, we watched a Drumline on HBO Max, which inspired me to watch another sports adjacent movie. So I looked up uh, Basketball, which is something I haven't seen in a super super long time, and my wife had never really seen it before. She had seen clips 
Um, so we looked it up, and it's on Peacock with ads. So not it's not too bad. Actually, I don't know if this is just a Peacock thing, but once you get about 20 minutes into the movie, there's like no more commercials anymore. They just kind of front load it. Um, so you can watch that over there on Peacock without any money you don't even have to do a paid account to watch it but it was fun to jump back into that i forgot there's a lot of quotable move moments in this movie it just yeah. I, it, it reminds and me how how amazing trey parker and matt yeah, stone are as creators i mean they've done basketball they did orgasmo back in the day team america the book of mormon i mean just yeah. like countless seasons of well, south park i mean i, I don't want to say these guys are underrated at all because people know who they are but i i think people underestimate how talented they are right exactly and this is one of those i think it was one of their last live action films wasn't it like the the last one and i can't yeah um, i can't think of another one but i mean they were like riding high i think they just won all the, those awards for south park right like that's when they went to the the uh academy awards in dresses <laughs> like they are like literally again pushing the boundary up against things and they're like you know, again, basketball, it's full of, I think it was rated R, wasn't it? Was it? Um, yeah. Vulgarity and, <laughs> yeah. And, and stuff like that. Because I remember watching it when I was younger. And I'm like, I didn't quite get it when I was like, you know, a young teenager. But like now, now I do. I'm like, oh, I get some of these things. That yeah. Were, there's these sure. great, there's these great gags in the movie too that feel like they were invented on set, right? So you'll be watching something where they're like in a locker room. Right. And they're doing this. Uh, they're doing a blackmail scene where the owners of one of the other teams is blackmailing them. And it's supposed to set up the stakes for the movie moving forward. But the whole time, uh, Trey and Matt are naked and they have like literally like 15 foot long penises. And it's just like it doesn't seem like something that was written into the script. It seems like something they showed up on shooting day. Like, oh, let's add something else to the scene. Oh, wouldn't it be so funny if our dicks were like 15 feet long? And then oh. they just play that up. And it's just hilarious, and it was vulgar for the sake of being vulgar, which it, which is a, a thing that I could appreciate back in the day with these uh, style of movies, but also it just feels very Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Not so well, much that they were aping off what other films were doing at the time either. Well, I'm going to go ahead and blow your mind here. They did not write or direct this movie. They they what? were just actors. Really? Yep. yep I just no, pulled it up. I was no I was way. looking at more information about it. Like, it's been a minute. Now, uh, they had David Zucker, who was a director wrote the movie uh and they got trey matt to star in it wow you were you were really blowing my mind because it just yeah. everything about i can it see them like... doing stuff on set like you know a, a sketch kind of stuff the skits like you know hey do it again this way but oh yeah it's yeah david zucker that's right okay so this makes sense because trey parker and matt stone uh strike me as a type that aren't going to just do a movie just because they want to be in a movie but i mean this yeah. is the guy that made like airplane and like yeah. top secret and naked gun so of course that guy wants them to be in a movie, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to be in your movie. Right. He, uh, he, he also did uh, – I only know his name from uh, my favorite uh, scary movie movie, which is Scary Movie 3, uh, <laughs> if, if, if you remember those. But, yeah, I mean, that's – to me, I associate it with them, even though apparently now that is incorrect. <laughs> Wow, so. uh, consider me shocked, but I mean, I could uh, retroactively, uh, you know, try to protect myself and say like, oh, well, I'm sure it was a collaborative set, but yeah. either way, I love the film yeah. that was made here. It, it's great, and uh, I, I loved everything about it, so go watch Basketball on Peacock. If you haven't seen it yet, don't let your kids watch it, or maybe we'll let your kids watch it. If they're old enough, I think they'll have a good time, Yeah. but uh, final update, I beat Ghosts of uh, Tsushima, uh, finally. Uh, it was great. It was a fun time. 
a slightly unexpected ending, or it would have been if I didn't Google one part of the game and then the Google search results kind of spoiled the ending for me. So that you knew better. You knew better. Uh, but it was just like it was just this one. I was doing a one side mission, and I was trying to figure out if I had to do this one particular thing at the end of the side mission. Right? It was totally unattached to the plot. I figured it would be safe to Google, and then of course all this related stuff pops up, and I was like, oh, Are you kidding me? Um, Either way, I had a fun time. The game seems a little long. It gets a little repetitive towards the end. And also, I think I could factually say it runs a little long because I had all of my weapons upgraded like before the second act ended. So I went into the third act uh, with all these powerful weapons, which is a great, powerful feeling to have for your character. But also at the same time, the game was still readily giving me items to upgrade these weapons. So it's just like, why are you giving me iron and steel and gold? I have literally no use for these things. I don't know what to do with them. I don't. I don't even pick them up anymore. So there's a there was this um, like uh, multiplayer experience added to the game after the game was released. I think it might have been a few months later it was added. So that was one feature of the game I haven't tried out yet. So who knows? Maybe the gold and steel, maybe that carries over and I can use it there. But mm-hmm. uh, 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 I was shocked that this is based slightly on historical uh, events. I didn't even know the island of Tsushima was real. So I looked it up after I beat the game and I did Street View and I went to the um, I went to the inlet on the island where the Mongols uh, 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 um, invaded in in real history and in the video game and now it's just kind of like this very just kind of non um, just like non exciting bay there's like concrete around yeah. it now there's like some shacks that you know are just like worn down that no one uses anymore and it's just crazy to go like man hundreds and hundreds of years ago there was like a literal invasion that happened here and now it just this is a place where probably like teenagers go to like drink 40s so <laughs> I don't know I don't know why I brought yeah. that up but it was pretty funny well, I remember you shared it with the group and I was like, like this doesn't look like the game this looks like something else. <laughs> but so. I was pretty impressed that the the island's shape was was pretty similar. Yeah. But yeah, Ghost of uh, Tsushima, uh, I would uh, highly recommend it. It was a fun time. But that that's my corn stream, the mummy, basketball, Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, and now I'm just prepping myself for Super Bowl snacks. Super Bowl, Super Bowl snacks, corn feast section, Mike. I worked really hard mentally this week to come up <laughs> with a, a, a dish to honor your favorite phrase on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and 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 this 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 dish would make you happier than its own name, a pig and shit, uh, <laughs> which my wife loves making pigs in a blanket for snacks. Mm-hmm. Like they're very easy, right? Croissants, little mini uh, hot dog things, great, yeah. easy. Dip them in ketchup, mustard, hot sauce, whatever you want, right? Well, what if you took that pig in a blanket and you covered it in my favorite chili cheese sauce, Mike? You know what that looks like? <laughs> looks like a pig and shit. So I'm gonna be eating that tonight. During the Super Bowl, for you, Mike, this is this is something I've been working hard mentally on. How do I turn this name into a food? And now we have it. Yeah, I so. I appreciate the innovation. I was pretty shocked. Um, yeah, it's great, Chris. I love Honestly, it. I'm pretty sure I've eaten it like that before and just never gave it in the name. So uh, <laughs> it's not like I'm creating something new, just giving it a better better name. Uh, the other thing uh, I, I got to have this week was a Tim Tam for the first time. Oh, and, Tim Tams. And as you said, uh, they're, they, they feel like they should be illegal. Um, because you know you're just going from essentially you you kind of give a little bit of a twix thing i think it's a very very um long oreo but with like a like a white oreo the one i had at least because i I had the white version um this thing is covered in sugar filled with sugar and a sugary wafer it's just one sweet thing after another and then it's a it's a straight up candy bar it feels like you're opening the package and you've just unearthed a little sleeve of candy bars 
Exactly. It felt like a, a, a chocolate-dipped Oreo kind of thing. And you're right. You eat one, and you're like, ah, I shouldn't have another. But guess what? There's one right there in the package slot right next it's to already, it. Maybe I should it's eat already that. Unru- it's already unwrapped for you. It's ready so to when go. you pull it out to get it, guess what? You see another one. You're like, yeah. dang, these don't end at all. And, <laughs> and you shouldn't you shouldn't be eating that many. But but we got through the package, and I, I do say it was delicious, the the white ones I had. So um, big shout to that. And then the other thing I got to do was have my first Fagos this week. I've never had oh Fago gosh, before. Fago, which is pretty crazy because I'm from northern Indiana, uh, born and raised. Well, technically born southern Michigan, raised northern Indiana, but that same zone. And Fago was uh, nothing but normal for my childhood. So hearing people say that they're unfamiliar with Fago, I'm just like, wait, what? No, it was kind of yeah. there all the time. So Yeah, I, I've exciting. seen I've seen some small flavors here and there, but I've never purchased it. I'm like, why would I? I, I mean, I know what I want, and and Fago was never on that list of things. So, so far, I have had um, the cream soda, mm-hmm. the red pop, which is just called red pop, and uh, <laughs> I'm currently sipping on a pineapple, going going the other way a little bit, a little little farther out there, a little little different flavor. And I will tell you that cream soda, uh, that clear cream soda, is fantastic, Mike. Mm-hmm. That cold goes down so smooth, uh, and it, you, you're just like it. Just it's so sweet, it's so sugary. I feel bad about all the calories I'm drinking uh, doing this, but I, I've got to do it for the flavor. And the red pop, while everyone says it's just a staple, I don't quite get it. Um, is it strawberry? Is it not strawberry? Because <laughs> well, there's like a strawberry s- fago. Well, like you said, you're from a uh, red pop territory, not yeah. the flavor, the 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 brand, the trademark, red the- pop. The big red drink. I mean, have you had big red before, Mike? I mean, you're. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So when I go for red drinks, I look for big red. And what is it? essentially big red? Is essentially, a very carbonated kind of cream soda, right? That's colored red, and it, it kind of sparks on your tongue a little bit. And that's what I was going for, and I did not get that. But I, I mean, it's not its fault. It's my mental <laughs> wheels grinding against each other. Um, like now, this should taste like big red, but it's not. Um, pineapple's okay. It was kind of flat. I'm disappointed in it, but <laughs> I, I can. I just want to say this is all because of you, by the way. These fagos are because of you. Do you do you know this? No, I didn't know this. Because we thought you had found a new flavor of fago called rock and rye, and you were like, you were on the website. You're like, I've never heard of this before. Is it new? So I asked my friends who live in Michigan and Detroit, Fago Central, if you will. Uh, I think they're part Juggalo, even. Um, <laughs> no, uh, but um, they were like, no, Rock and Rye has been around like the longest of all the flavors. Yeah, so, I think it's one of those uh, slightly maybe more acquired tastes because those didn't pop up on our grocery shelves I, too often. And I, I can't find them. I can't find Rock and Rye. I went, I went to Jungle Gems, <laughs> got some other weird flavors like a Moon Mist Blue. I don't know what Blue Moon Mist is, but I assume it's a Blue Sprite. <laughs> Uh, or like a berry sprite, and um, maybe it's like their version of Baja Blast. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna try it out. I don't know, um, but uh, I, Rock and Rye is what I was searching for, and I still haven't got it yet. So one day I'll have a Rock and Rye for you, Mike, because of because of your interest in that. Oh yeah. All right, now we spent 30 minutes jiving on uh, snacks and other things we've done. <laughs> Let's jump into this. Today is uh, the Super Bowl LV 55, and today's agenda for the game is the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, that's about as far as I got. I don't know who's going to win. I don't know what's going to happen. All I know is there's a bunch of trailers we're trying to avoid spoilers for, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, or not, tra- I guess not the commercials we're avoiding spoilers for because there are now commercials for the commercials for the Super Bowl. <laughs> and then also a bunch of companies aren't putting commercials 
commercials or trailers in the Super Bowl, which is yeah. really sad. Yeah, this is always really fun because by the time I would say most people listen to this podcast, the game will have already been over, right? Uh-huh. So we're trying to decide just uh, flexibly throughout the day, are we going to come on the mics and are we going to record a part two, right? You know, usually we do that because the Super Bowl comes hard usually every year with like trailers. But, you know, with so many release dates up in the air, I think a lot of these big studios aren't entirely sure if they want to blow big game bucks on Super Bowl trailers to advertise a movie that they don't really know exactly when it's going to come out, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, we're, we're going to wait and see. I mean, you'll be able to check your feed right now and see if there's a second part in there right now. But if there's not a second episode uh, for today, a part two, it's because there, there really wasn't much. You know, if, if there's anything to talk about, you know, we'll definitely talk about it on next week's episode. But if there's really not something that feels earth shattering, which is yeah. a, a slightly disappointing, right? You know, uh, like I said, I'm happy for the football fans because they get to watch their football game. But now Chris and I are just kind of worried, like, are we going to have good commercial experience? experience today <laughs> right, exactly what, what what's in it for us here what's the draw and, and i'll tell you whatever mountain Dew or doritos is thrown at me isn't the draw uh <laughs> it, it's always the trailers I, I will always remember you know i was sitting at my 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 now in-laws they were not my in-laws um eight years ago no nine years ago shit 2012 watching the first avengers trailer for the first time right like mm-hmm. playing nine inch nails we're in this together showing all the scenes of the fights and so like i was like oh my god the avengers is happening mike um I didn't care about. I don't even know who what team was playing. I don't. I don't know what the, the score was. I just know the trailers and the the emotions you get, the hype we feel. And sure, we had a Marvel or a Disney event what late last winter, like uh, in, in the end of the year. But like, we're we're now uh, in in the second month of this year. Things are starting to look a little more normal. Hopefully, knock on wood. Um, as vaccinations roll out, international markets open up. So you know, some dates have to be staked. And like, we're doing it. Or we're not doing it. And um, but. Thankfully, like you mentioned, there's always the opportunity of a lot of streaming things are still going to stream on the day of what they're coming, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're, if it's going to stream and no, no pandemic is going to stop a stream from coming out, really. They're going to put it up and we're all going to watch it from the safety of our own homes. Uh, but there are opportunities for movies to pop up and surprise us. But, so what I do have for us today is a little bit of news. I've been digging into this for the past couple of days. And Disney has up to possibly two to four, possibly four Marvel property trailers for us lined mm-hmm. up today. And the most likely one is the first time we saw last year is the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, what's more American than uh, the fight to be Captain America? And I believe in that trailer, there is a, like a football game where like the U.S. agent <laughs> runs out into the field, right? So like mm-hmm. they're probably going to play that imagery. Maybe we get our first look at the U.S. agent in video today. Um, we, they've kind of been teasing, you know, we got Zemo and, and, and Bucky and, and Sam, but like, you know, where's this U S agent guy going to be? He's like kind of the, the big deal going on here. Um, I, I'd like to see that. The other one I'd like to see is a, a May streaming property called Loki. Mm-hmm. Uh, damn. Was that a great trailer last fall though? Like that was, that was the one I wanted to see. And that's the one that's sticking with me. I want to see more Loki, but I would be, would not be surprised if they hold that one a little closer to the chest uh for for the end of march maybe um the other two i'm thinking the other three i'm thinking here one do you think we'll get a black widow trailer 
You know what? Honestly, that's what I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, logically, it makes most sense to see streaming properties and streaming shows advertised yeah. because those are coming out no matter what. Nobody's delaying that stuff. But I want to see big movie stuff, like really, really bad. I mean, we're going to be talking about WandaVision at the end of the episode, but I want to talk about, I want to see big MCU uh-huh. stuff in my face. So I, I, honestly, a Black Widow, Widow trailer wouldn't be giving me much of that, but Shang-Chi, maybe yes. the Eternal. Just a teaser, because at the same time, we like to do these part two episodes on the Super Bowl so we can talk about debut stuff, right? Yes, it would be cool to see a Falcon and the Winter Soldier trailer. Yes, it would be cool to see a Loki trailer during the Super Bowl that we haven't seen before, but we've seen those initial debut trailers already, right? Yes, obviously a second trailer will be very welcomed and we'll see more, but like, you know, the band-aid's kind of already been ripped off, if you will. You know, the car's already been driven off the lot. So until those shows come out, you know, the trailers that we see, you know, aren't going to be as exciting as that first one. Yeah. So, like, give the, me, like, Shang, give me the first look at Shang-Chi. Ex- give me the Eternals, you know? Exactly. And then the, the only thing is, like, you know, Black Widow hasn't had a trailer in 11 months now. And the last trailer was called the final trailer. I'm like, you got to you need to update that a little bit. But Shang-Chi, I believe, is coming out in June or July. July. Which means, you know, if this coming out within, was that five months? Six months now, right? About Ooh. six months from this week. We need to see something. Uh, you know, that feels like a very solid date. That's the back half of this year. Give us the first look. We've seen um, what uh, Simu Lu do that fight sequence, right? When we shared that mm-hmm. a couple couple weeks ago. Uh, I want to see him in the suit. I want to see him fight. I want to see these crazy f- martial arts tournament going on here with some magic from these 10 rings. Like, that's what I want to see. And while I do think I really want to see the Eternals, that's not until November. They've been sitting on that for. A, you know, a long time. I don't think we're going to see that one for a minute, but I mean, Shang-Chi would just, that would blow my socks off. Mike, that would cause a text thread so long with you. <laughs> that I wouldn't even know what, what sport we're watching anymore. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think th- those are the four biggest, uh, shots there. I think Disney will probably, like I said, mentioned earlier, drop out riot in the last dragon trailer, which is his next premiere access. Um, people seem to think the only reason we get a black widow trailer is that they're going to announce a debut on streaming and, theaters mm-hmm. at the same time i don't think that's going to happen but you know color me surprised if uh next week or later this evening we're talking about it uh, about how cool that is uh amazon uh, so far they've said they're doing the coming to america uh, which is a sequel to coming to america i have no no um preference for this either way I mean, I feel like the, I think that a trailer may have already dropped for this, or maybe it was a teaser trailer. I think trailer, it was a te- small teaser, And yeah. we're supposed to get the full trailer, but uh, normally we wouldn't really cover Coming to America no. on the Superhero Slate podcast, but I enjoyed the first film. Yeah. We all love the, the, the bootleg McDonald's that shows up in it. That's always fun. A, that's a creative way to make uh, to make some merch around that. Yeah. Uh, we have a restaurant out here called Fat Sal's that um, there was a Coming to America like anniversary, I think a year or two ago for the film, and they customized their menu for uh for the uh, for the movie so that was pretty fun but yeah i wouldn't be surprised you know amazon they got the big bucks they're definitely not prepared to do a lord of the rings teaser trailer yet that's yeah. a little far off but yeah coming to america that's the biggest well, property they got coming up yeah well i think that this made me realize this made me realize that amazon actually is a viable streaming service in and of itself even though we take it for granted because it comes with prime right like mm-hmm. you get prime you get amazon streaming like if it would like if Prime wasn't a thing, I would, you know, consider like, oh yeah, we got to subscribe to Amazon because they got some good stuff. Like, 
the boys and um you know some other stuff they put on there so i'm like i i always forget amazon is a viable option for movies and they have the <laughs> money to buy movies because they did buy coming to america from paramount um to prevent going to theaters which is weird. yeah and they also bought whole foods <laughs> like yeah. they buy literally anything and everything whether it's a movie or a, or a grocery store chain so yeah they'll yeah. buy whatever <laughs> yeah they do it so that brings to the next thing paramount is going to be a no show for top gun maverick or a quiet place part two which is, which is which is surprising because this is the Super Bowl is on CBS, uh, which is Viacom, which is yep. the Paramount Plus whole streaming platform and everything. You think that there would be some sort of synergy going on there, but I don't know. Maybe they shifted all of their streaming, uh, all, all of their commercial spots to uh, Paramount Plus because we know yeah. we're going to be seeing a lot of that. I mean, I'm going to be watching it on CBS All Access today, which is will morph into Paramount Plus. Uh, I think this time next month. So. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. Sony, disappointingly, uh, is also skipping this year again. So no Venom trailer, which we kind of really hope for because that's coming up. I would have loved to get a Venom teaser. Like, God yeah. damn, I would have loved to see that. First but, look at Carnage? That would yeah. that would, uh, that would would make the rounds. That would. That would. That would take the – that would probably steal some of Disney's thoughts if they didn't come out with Shang-Chi and they mm-hmm. like, hey, here's Carnage. That would swoop right in there. And then Warner Brothers, surprisingly, is doing a no-show for the Suicide Squad or Justice League. Uh, no one is doing a no show which means no suicide squad no justice league but justice league is technically like an hbo max property and i know that's under the bigger umbrella of at&t warner media or whatever but like if they said warner brothers studio specifically didn't buy it and not hbo max didn't buy yeah, it. i don't know so yeah, and that's a whole nother that's a whole nother thing when we're talking about uh super bowl trailers and commercials and stuff like that is we're always looking for like the trailers to get rated right because yeah. there's usually a timeline where they those come out just before the movies release since all of this stuff is wrapped up in streaming now i think there's just whole different classifications for stuff right you know like we're never getting any early information about like a netflix trailer drop right because they're just promoting a streaming service and the, what's on the platform so who knows there could be some stuff that hasn't quite been unearthed yet but uh we'll just have to wait and see and also again like we said who knows how these companies are buying commercials right now like they're all shell companies in and of each other right at the end of the day like also this whole segment does seem pretty pointless because if you are listening to this after the super bowl uh please enjoy the time codes that we put on every podcast right and just go ahead and just skip to the next section. I think you'll you'll be uh, who yeah. knows it could be actually be really entertaining to listen to us try to predict something that everybody knows already. So there could be some entertainment value in oh, that. Oh, yeah, right? we've been trying to do that for years. I would hate to go back <laughs> and listen to how wrong we are over the past 6 years we've been doing this. Sometimes so. Chris though, we nail it on the head and we let you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we 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 own those moments. I'm like called it, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um so yeah. So that's what we got for the Super Bowl. Uh, this news kind of popped in before that, but the Suicide Squad dropped a new synopsis this week, um, and it says uh, uh, essentially for this thing that the, the the people on the Suicide Squad are dropped into the remote enemy infested island or infused island of Corto Maltese on a search and destroy mission with only Colonel Rick Flag on the ground to make them behave. So my theory was, uh, and this could be proven to be wrong, is that they put out a why would they put out a new synopsis the week the monday or tuesday before the super bowl right was mm-hmm. because maybe a trailer was coming um yeah. but i've not seen anything um we've <laughs> not heard anything this will this fall under warner brothers will this fall under hbo max who knows um i'd love to be surprised james gunn was talking earlier this week that the movie is completely done already they're just 
finalizing some small stuff. Well, so like, yeah, he's he's already moved on to um, the Peacemaker TV show because yeah. on his social media he posted a picture of him on set of Peacemaker. I mean, obviously he yeah. used his finger over the lens to cover up anything of interest, but yeah, he's 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 making a TV show right now, so he's totally done with the Suicide Squad. Yeah, so you know, if it's just sitting there, you could you know uh, quit giving us like the three second teases on your HBO Max promos and give us a. <laughs> A real trailer. Uh, that'd mm-hmm. be nice. So, uh, yeah, Suicide Squad. Maybe we'll be surprised. We'll we'll keep it. Thing. Speaking of the DC universe, Shazam: Fury of the Gods. Uh, there are reports that Henry Cavill would come into this movie as Superman, but like I think Warner Brothers and the director uh, was it, it's not David Ayer. Um, no, the director is a uh, I don't remember uh, his name, but he's worked on like horror movies. Yeah, and stuff in the past. Yeah, David Ayer's Suicide Squad uh, came out and was like, no, Henry Cavill will not be Superman in this film. Um, which I think this rumor is kind of built on the fact that, you know, there was the Henry Cavill Superman minus his head in the last movie uh, at the end of the teaser. So I think that's what they wanted. But I mean, it's again, I think they're done with Henry Cavill Superman, sadly. Like they've not done anything with him. There's nothing on the horizon. He's out making more Witcher shows. I mean, also, I I mean, like the, the Shazam universe, you have so much to build out there just with like Greek gods and like those types of mythos. You have an entire super powered family now at your disposal. You don't really need to bring in Superman necessarily. I, I would imagine a moment where maybe you bring Henry Cavill in and he sits down and talks with Billy to kind of like mentor him and be like, oh, this is what it means to be a hero and stuff like that. But I mean, like, is he just going to take turns and sit down with every member of his family? Is it going to be like a weird like round robin where like everybody put your chairs in a semicircle superman's here to talk to you so it 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 could be cool to bring in superman but it seems like there's going to be so much going on by the time this sequel comes out that i don't think they necessarily need the the big guy in the cape for this well you know what you know who they they bring in right is wonder woman because wonder woman is based in mythologies and gods right and who would know this history of gods better than her yeah that does make more sense and you know i i do sound a little hypocritical right now because i'm always like oh my favorite thing about superhero movies in these franchises is when characters can you know can pop in and out right but it's just like unfortunately like dc hasn't really nailed down mm-hmm. any particular character yet at wonder woman probably like you said is the most yeah. established but it's just like we need these characters a little bit more set in stone before they start like hopping in and out of other people's movies yeah no, I, I agree. And, and, you know, they did show Superman, but, like, you know, I can't, it's just because he's strong and buff. Is that why he's there? Like, that's, that makes no sense. You want to put in a character who knows something about the mythos and, like, why the powers are there. So, I don't know. Um, Shazam is, is a fun time, right? I'm ready to see the second one, but you know, I think it's, like, 2022 now, so... Who knows? Um, Maybe he's just busy filming The Witcher. Yeah, it, yeah. it could be It could be that simple. We don't yeah, know. could be. Could be. I, they just need to say that they're going to do a Superman 2 or not. That's where it is. I, I think if you want Henry Cavill fans and Superman fans to be excited, be like, what's our plans for Superman? We've got the Batman coming, and we've got, you know, a Wonder Woman 3 probably on the way, but where's Superman in all this? Mm-hmm. Nowhere. He's, he's in Justice League wearing his black suit, Mike. That's where he <laughs> is. And Justice League, in the only bit of good news I could find out of this, um, they um, it's officially rated R, uh, which is <laughs> I, I think is good because if it was PG thirteen, I would feel it was kind of um, held back again, and they would like release the R rated Snyder cut. Like this way, we can at least quell that fandom that is like thinks that you know the yes, studio is yeah. out to get you. Yeah, I think uh, I think it, what it's rated R for. I think language and violence, right? It's not like we're, no one's gonna be. We're not gonna be seeing a titty. No one's gonna be hanging dong, as far yeah. as I know. But I'm pretty sure it was just for uh, uh, 
just probably more intense action scenes. So we'll probably be seeing some blood. I don't think we're going to be seeing faces ripped off, you know, yeah. like we saw in the boys, you know, but yeah, yeah we'll probably, uh, it just made me think cause I've been slow. I've been slowly dabbling with Titans on HBO max. And it just, the first thing it made me think of when, when Robin said, yeah. uh, you know, fuck Batman. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. I mean, I definitely agree with the language and stuff like that. So I, it's just, it's just interesting. It's good to know that there's no other limits on this that where someone could be like, release the unrated cut uh, or mm-hmm. whatever. So we get that. And then in a weird thing, uh, Zack Snyder teases um, Jared Leto's Joker in this movie. And um, it's kind of, I mean, the only reason I bring this up is he's got a Joker card, which I believe was in like the, the maybe the Batman V Superman or something like that. I don't remember, but it, is his hair longer, like Heath Ledger length in the background there. I don't, I don't know. This is this shot would make you think that like, oh, the the depth of field is hiding a reveal. The Joker is going to look different in this film. And I would suppose that's the only reason to do it. Right. Because like, why would you obscure him? We already know what he looks like. So that might be kind of fun watching this film, knowing that we're going to get a slightly different look at the Joker. But Mm -hmm. he can't be that material to the movie. Right. You know, like even if this is like a director's cut, like he wasn't in the movie at all all so you know it's just gonna be like a quick scene i would imagine right and and i totally agree and you know um it's just i don't know why and and and, you know i want to see curious but like there's a reason he looks i believe he looks shirtless i could be wrong Uh, he kind of gives me that vibe the rocky horror picture show the 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 tall langley guy with the bald you know head with the long hair it kind of looks like that in the blurry background a little bit Mm -hmm. and so i'm just like is it is it drastically different look than our bright green haired tattooed damaged joker from the, from suicide squad coming in here so um yeah well i mean that'd be fun to see the little things in this so um yeah that's coming around the corner it's coming out next month march uh, 19th i believe so um no 18th right that's a thursday not not a friday this year 19th is falcon winter soldier so we'll, we'll keep that going biggest news this week mike black panther ryan coogler sends a five-year tv deal with disney uh, and he is expanding Wakanda with this TV stuff. So um, there's kind of like a Kingdom of Wakanda slash World of Wakanda show in the works here. So it sounds like Disney Plus is going to be adding a Wakanda show that shows like the ongoings of Wakanda without maybe tying into the Black Panther or the royal family. Uh, maybe maybe a little look into what life is like there. I guess. Yeah. I mean, this is, uh, this is great knock out of the park, uh, idea. I mean, the, one of the, one of the bummers of the black Panther movie is that we don't get to see a lot of Wakanda proper, right? You know, we see some exterior shots of some castles and we go to some kind of, um, uh, nature locations, right? Where there's some ceremonies that go on, but we never really get to see this legit metropolitan city that's hidden in the middle of uh, Africa, right? There's like one shot, I think, where a character or like two characters meet in like kind of like a like a bizarre market type area. Yeah. But I, I think it's uh, it, it doesn't last very long and it's not very material to the city. So the fact that we're going to dive deeper into this, there is just literally nothing but stuff to mine out of this because we don't know anything about it. I mean, like there's people that just go to work every day you know there's clubs there there's different businesses i'm sure there's some all-powerful you know like ceos that aren't very good people you know just because like the just because the leadership in wakanda are are right and just people doesn't mean there's not some like megalomaniac that's like runs like the wakanda like you know investment bank or something like that so there's just you could literally do any type of TV show here and it just is going to be invigorated by the the location right well, 
The the unfortunate side of it though is it does feel a little different now without Chadwick Boseman, right? Because you would imagine, you know, the mainline Black Panther movies would move forward in an alternate universe with Chadwick Boseman, and that would be the Black Panther story, right? And then we'd probably pull out some of the the secondary characters from the movie franchise, and we might give them bigger roles in in the TV show. But now, unfortunately, without the Black Panther, it kind of seems like, I'm trying to think in my head, well, what's the difference between the Wakanda TV show and the Black Panther movie moving forward, right? Uh-huh. So they're going to have to establish, you know, what's the big difference there, which I'm sure Ryan Coogler can do it. But, you know, it does feel like there's less of a delineation now that we don't have anybody on the throne. Well, I think I think that's I think that's I think you just already mentioned the differences like, you know, you have the the royalty of and the power of the Black Panther character, and you know, you're dealing with maybe something a little bit more outside of this. And then this one, you know, has a description of a drama series uh, based in, in this town or in the country of Wakanda. They can go deeper into those things that we never got to see, right? Like the farmers' guild, or like the the market, or like the the you know what's it, what is the I guess the wealth structure breakdown of Wakanda look like? And yeah, wh- that's true. What does it even look like? You know, ten years, uh, ten years after, because by the time this comes out, ten years after they were exposed to the world, right? And at the end of uh, was that Black Panther? Yeah, because so, they always they always talk about how their society is so far advanced, and the biggest uh, the 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 biggest shame on them is that they haven't shared it with the world. So it does make me think that maybe Wakanda is kind of like that kind of Star Trek future society, right? Where like everybody is like on the same level playing field, you, you know, everyone's taken care of. So. It, 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 who knows it could be hard to find drama in a city like that uh and, but maybe that's the interesting angle of it right like maybe everything's everything seems too good and something's bubbling up in yeah. the background yeah there's got to be something there uh i hope I, I don't think it'll be uh hopefully not political and not like you know i don't want to game of thrones set in wakanda i think that'd be kind of weird um but in the press release they did say multiple projects are in the works so i don't think this is a Black Panther movie and a World Kingdom of Wakanda show. I I think there could be definitely more here, and I I'd love to see kind of what that looks like and how they they expand this with the with the Wakanda thing. I think it's a really fun idea. So yeah, huge grab by Disney for that. That's that's awesome. Um, this photo I just had to share with you this week, Mike, because I think <laughs> this is so fun. Thor: Love and Thunder is filming. They're out in public, and we get one of our first looks. At uh, Thor and Star Lord post Endgame. Um, so for this, Star Lord has changed very little. Looks like maybe he's got a little more armor on his long trench coat. But um, mm-hmm. Thor, Thor got buff again. Oh my he, gosh! Look at those guns. I mean, he's yeah. in a he's in a cut off red leather jacket. Uh, I don't. It looks like he's wearing some sort of graphic tee. It looks I don't like know a pokeball on it. Yeah, I don't know if anyone's been able to identify the T-shirt, but he's got like very tight blue pants on, uh, and he, I think maybe more and uh, maybe not more importantly, but more noticeably, he's got Stormbreaker around yes. still, so he's still holding on to Stormbreaker. So it, I, I don't know if Stormbreaker is going to be his mainline weapon moving through the MCU now. I don't know. Maybe he'll lose it and pick up another hammer at some point in time. Well, but uh, this could be a, a sign that maybe this is the beginning of the movie just because we don't really know what Star-Lord's role in the film is going to be. I, I'm yeah. starting to get the feeling that it's just going to be the beginning of the movie. We set up you know, where he has been, and then he's going to go off on his own. But yeah. I would not be shocked if Marvel kind of uh, pulled a story out where Star-Lord's there the whole time. Yeah, I, I think, well, there's also the other Guardians have been on set. I've seen Kraglin, I've seen Nebula, um, uh, 
I believe Drax has been there as well. Uh, what well, well, I think what's most interesting here is like you know, in Thor Ragnarok, he cut his hair, and then you know he kind of what grew it out a little bit there. Like we're back to we're back to Thor one hair here, if you will. <laughs> um, but like, do you think he's going to keep that? Do you think he's going to go back to the short? Because this whole movie is based on Jane Foster becoming Thor. Really, mm-hmm. so there's got to be a hammer for her out there, other than Stormbreaker. Uh, maybe I don't know how we're gonna get a Mjolnir in here and all with all this stuff, but I mean, I I'm very excited to see this, and I'm glad we're not gonna be dealing with quote unquote um Fat Thor, if you will, for for the whole movie because I was like, no one wants to look at that, you know, they're not selling tickets. For, no, not kidding, but like, yeah, yeah, I I never assumed that also like Fat Thor was anything insurmountable for the character, yeah. right? I mean, he's a god. I would imagine a week of push-ups and and all that's gone, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cut cut back on the was it he was drinking mead or ale or something like that? Um, uh, probably Mountain Dews. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> yeah. Well, they had the barrels outside the thing in 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 game when they went to get him. But yeah, like I I'm glad to see this. It looks fun. I'm glad to see you know again we're getting some Guardians. We're gonna get some Guardians of the Galaxy before they come back in Volume Three, whenever that is. So um, I I would like I I like I'm looking forward to the banter here, the the team up. So um, want to share that photo with everybody because it looks looks pretty cool. Blade possibly has a title, Blade the Vampire Hunter. Ooh. Sounds it's like solid. Buffy the Vampire Hunter Slayer. <laughs> but um, but the biggest news here with Blade is other than that title is, uh, I, I'm going to butcher this last name, Stacy Osai Kufor um, has joined as a writer. Now, the, uh, lady Stacey, you're like, who is this? Why is this important, Chris? You guys never really mentioned writers. Uh, but she uh, was a writer and story editor on Watchmen. Um, the Ooh, HBO great. series, which mm-hmm. is great, and she was Emmy nominated for writing on uh, Pin Fifteen for Hulu as well. Yeah, uh, Pin Pin Fifteen is not exactly my bag, not my type of show, but I know a lot of people really, really enjoy it. But man, everyone knows that we absolutely adored uh, HBO's Watchmen. So the yeah. fact that if she worked on that show in any capacity, uh, it, it, this is this is a great move, a great pull well, for uh, Marvel. What I heard heard was um, uh, Mahershala Ali was very he was very um, involved with the writer process as well. That they were like over mm-hmm. six months doing this, and he had like a, a really big say in it. Um, and the, the, you know they were looking for um, you know other not just white men to write their their shows. Essentially, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that uh, makes sense. I, I mean, I don't know if possibly uh, Mahershala Ali had, had met this writer before in the past, but I know Mahershala Ali. He was on season two of Rami which was a Hulu original. And if pen 15 is also Hulu original, yeah. who knows? Maybe they, maybe it was kismet and yeah. they, and they met during well, some sort of like H or some sort of Hulu party. And it was but, just like, wow, you're a really good writer. You should yeah. write my movie. I don't know. Well, <laughs> they, again, the six month interview process here. Like they, they, they said that. So like, I don't think it's like, Oh, Matt, so you should write a movie. I think, you know, Hey, you should audition for this kind of thing. Uh, but you know, again, having, having a, the history of, of Watchmen and Emmy nominations, that's nothing to scoff at here for this. Uh, and then she also, um, you know, becomes the first um, African American woman writer for any Marvel mov- movie ever in the history mm-hmm. of the MCU. So, um, progress there for that. So, um, great, great announcement to kick off Black History Month, Mike. I think mm-hmm. that's that's pretty cool. Uh, on that uh, note, Falcon Winter Soldier coming out in May. Uh, Don Cheadle, for some reason, doing interviews. <laughs> uh, is he in anything recently, or is he just bored? 
Uh, I don't know. He probably he must be in something recently if he's being interviewed. <laughs> yeah, uh, apparently he's going to be in Falcon and Winter Soldier. He said, and I'm like, I don't know if you should be telling people that. Is that something you can say? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it makes a whole lot of sense. He's he's within kind of that faction of the MCU, right? Grounded in some sort of mm-hmm. uh, you know organ attached to some sort of military, military armed yeah. organization. You know? Yeah, exactly. He's he's military. Uh, you know, he he is and. I mean, this is these two are Captain America's friends, right? Like his posse. War Machine was essentially Iron Man's posse, if you will. So, um, I think it's great. He's gonna be he's gonna be in uh, Armor Wars. I assume he's yeah. probably gonna pop up in the uh, Ironheart TV show as well. Yeah, so. yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta tee him up somehow for uh, for Armor Wars, right? You know, you can't just we can't just go no Cheetle since Endgame, and then all of a sudden he gets his own series. So I think that's yeah. great. I think I saw somewhere in that you know interview uh, rounds that he was doing, um, he told the story of how he was uh, offered the role in the MCU and. He was called up, and they were just like, "Oh, you have to make a like a five year commitment, and you have to decide in the next hour." And he said, "Well, I'm at a birthday party right now," and they're like, "Oh, okay, I, we totally understand. You can tell us in two hours if you want to do this." So yeah. I thought that was pretty hilarious. He made the right call. He definitely made the right decision to say yes because this is seems to be have been very lucrative for him, especially moving into a starring role for a for a streaming series. For a series, yeah. I mean, uh, he did. He, I think he did really good Iron Man too. Um, for that movie, depending on what it is. But I mean, yeah, if he's been mostly cameos since then, right? Like just show up, we're going to film your face and put it in the movie to make it look like it's on a robot kind of thing. Uh, body. So yeah, Don Cheadle. Cool. I think that's great. Um, be, be fun for that. At top of the show, I mentioned ghostbusters and I know a uh, listener in the show, Adam is being like, don't talk ghostbusters. You're going to butcher this. You're going to ruin the ghostbusters, but this isn't bad. The cartoons. Do you remember the real ghostbusters? Cartoon. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and the Extreme Ghostbusters, which was the follow up in the nineties, mm-hmm. uh, they're now debuting full episodes on YouTube every week. <laughs> That's great. I wonder what channel they're associated with. Is it just like some rights holder was just like I don't know. Let's it's, just throw these up on YouTube. It, Nobody really wanted to buy them. <laughs> it's on the Ghostbusters channel. Like you go to oh, Ghostbusters okay. and you can watch them there. Uh, Ghostbusters again. Uh, I think owned by Sony, but these debuted on ABC uh, at some point. Uh, I think maybe Extreme Ghostbusters was on Fox. Back then, they didn't care what networks. They didn't, they didn't even think about streaming back in the 80s and 90s. But, um, but yeah, so the real Ghostbusters come out every Saturday morning, I believe, and the Extreme Ghostbusters come out every Wednesday. So um, they're going to put all these episodes in there. Real Ghostbusters had seven seasons uh, and you know spawned the cartoon look of Slimer, right, that we, we know of. Uh, mm-hmm. Adam's probably going to yell at me. That's probably wrong. But all I can think of when I think of that is the cartoon Slimer and the Ecto Cooler drink that came out uh, to tie in with all the Ghostbusters stuff. So um, I think that's cool. Extreme Ghostbusters, way more edgy for the 90s, right? Late 90s. It only had one season. So um, well, hopefully it can uh, get them some more subscribers. They they only got 44,000 subscribers on YouTube. The uh, Ghostbusters do? Yeah, maybe they'll... Uh, trying to make themselves a little bit more of a destination yeah. they're like hey uh we we have no ghostbusters to show until later this year now so what do we what do we do go get the cartoons whoop them out we'll put them on here so yeah if you want to watch those for free on youtube not youtube red not youtube anything like that so that's cool and lastly last week i talked to mike i was like you know we need a pacific rim cartoon or anime right and i'm, <laughs> and I'm like pretty sure i knew it was coming then they debuted a teaser trailer and then a full trailer this week all in <laughs> one go and i was like hey I feel like I'm I'm on the pulse of, of what's hot right now. Um, I did not know this, though. It is written by Craig Kyle, who is one of the writers of Thor The Dark World, and Greg Johnson, who was a writer on X-Men Evolution. Uh, so I think that's a pretty good team up for this. And 
the full trailer shows that this um the continent of australia at this point in time has been overrun by kaiju and they just all abandon it except for these two kids who find a jaeger there so um <laughs> for an anime i don't like the it, it looks like it's low frame rate in some motion spots you know that I don't know what that style is called, Mike, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the, it's a similar style that they used in uh, the Dragon Prince on yeah. uh, Netflix. I don't know if it particularly has a name, uh, rather just saying low frame rate, but I think it's a way to add a little bit of style, a little bit of character to uh, the CG anime, which is personally something that I don't enjoy, but it makes a whole lot of sense now with like big robots, right? I, I would imagine it's it's a it's a it's a hassle uh, for a lot of those uh, people back in the day who animated like Gundams by hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think once you kind of got the ability to to make something CG robot, it's kind of hard to uh, put the uh, put the lid back on that pandora's box so yeah yeah, cg anime not quite for me but i know a lot of people really dig them because netflix is making a crap ton of them there's so much cg anime over on netflix right now so i'm not surprised to see this though to me this looks way better than the last pacific rim movie we saw um Mm -hmm. which which you know bar was low after that one but like i'm like excited to kind of see this you know kind of the what's the world look like post pacific rim movies with kaiju little ones and big ones alike um and it looks like there's some mystery uh, kaiju that are going to pop up all over this, you know, throughout this. So I'm, I'm excited to watch this. I'm I'm not, you know, expecting the world, but at the same time, like, ah, man, I really want to go back into that, you know, get some huge yeah, monster I mean, fighting action out of this. Man, my expectations were so high for that second Pacific Rim movie. So, like, as long as this goes more in the direction of the first one than the second one, we might have yeah. something to talk about. And uh, I believe Netflix drops everything at once. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay, uh, unless depending on the type of show that is, but the, yeah, this is something that would drop all at once. Yeah, so so it's March fourth of this year, so we can actually get this out before we go into Godzilla versus Kong. So, mm-hmm. uh, whole month. March is the month of kaiju, man. Let's just all get down <laughs> to big creatures fighting it out. Down with that. All right. Lastly, is Wandavision time, Mike. We are going to talk Wandavision because mm-hmm. Wandavision episode five debuted this week. Spoiler alert! If you haven't watched it, get out of here. Then come back after you watch it. But you should be watching this because this show is great. It's an amazing uh, Friday thing to do. Um, I wake up in the morning and watch it because I can't stand the fact that people <laughs> put this shit online during the day. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting up in the morning. Alarm goes off. I'm rolling over, turning on WandaVision. Uh, that's how I, how I do this. So we're going to talk spoilers. We're going to talk about some stuff. I want to drop the first bit of news that's not really um, it's interesting. The Spanish voice actor for this series um, they had like for the Spanish dubs was fired and replaced. Oh my God. <laughs> because he said he was voicing Evan Peters from X-Men a couple weeks ago in an interview. Oh wow. Ruining so, the surprise of this. You, now so. I know that you're really into uh, keeping up on all this. Did you know about this and you protected me? <laughs> I knew Evan Peters was in the show. I did not know what his role was. Uh-huh. So I did know he was in there. I did not tell you. Yes. Oh, good, because you uh, saved an absolutely wonderful moment for me. Yes. So this this episode's really, really great because they do a really good job basically telegraphing you exactly what you're going to see at the end of the episode, right? Yeah. To the point where you think you think that like you've you've seen you've peered through the curtain and you're just like i already know what it's going to be they think it's going to be a big surprise i know it's going to be her brother she's been talking about her brother like the last two episodes you know she they just talked about bringing somebody back from the dead and stuff you know who else in wanda's life could possibly show up at this front door right now it would have been hilarious if it was ultron like i don't know yeah. why a big robot james the front just door. james spader <laughs> in human form <laughs> yeah that would have been hilarious but 
And so they open up the door and eat like, you know, my wife is not quite as ingrained in the MCU as, as we are, but even she knew it was going to be her brother. Right. Yeah. So they do that shot where they show the back of his head. Right. And it's just like, yep, it's Quicksilver all the way. It looks just like, him. you know, we're all on the same page here. You've been, you've been shoving Ultron as a recommendation down my throat at the end of every WandaVision uh, episode. And then they turn the camera around and it's Evan Peters. I mean, like, I lost it. I couldn't believe it because I was just, like, so expecting it to be uh, – I can't even think of the actor's name. Aaron now. Taylor Johnson. A- Aaron Taylor Johnson, that's right. I just saw him in Godzilla the other week. Um I was just so expecting to see his face, and I I swear, I have not gone back and taken a second look, but I swear they used a different body for that back of the shot. It does not look like the back of Evan Peters, so I think they were were just totally psyching us out there with even the shot of him from the back. It is him from the back. Uh, I only know this because people have been monitoring the reflection in the picture behind Elizabeth Olsen. Oh, really? <laughs> um, because well everyone so so here's the theory that Mephisto is involved in this show right um and okay. <laughs> I say I say Mephisto because Mephisto is the person who created like this in the comic books for Wanda years ago mm-hmm. um, and that you know she's the reason she has kids and stuff like that well apparently and there's red paneling on their house because of vision's color right this red is reflecting mm. off his arms in the window so that makes it look like he is actually like oh his arms are red he obviously is Mephisto not Quicksilver kind of thing and I'm like you people would go through anything to, to make your, your <laughs> theories work here but like it's a side paneling but like it's it's Evans Peters face in the the, the reflection um, yeah I so i mean the, not the reveal was just like great because yeah. i was just i was totally not expecting it right yep. you know this is the type of thing that you might see on a on a less kind of locked down like dc show now this isn't i'm not hating on uh cw's the flash right but like that's like the like when you see like the um when you see the ezra miller and something like the flash you go oh that's a cool cameo i'm surprised that they were able to get them to do this cameo right but you don't you don't even think about the implications moving forward, right? You know, you don't think about the tie-ins or what this means for the universe. But the fact that we're seeing Evan Peters here is monumentally, totally the first step into the multiverse for the MCU. I mean, this is such a big deal. Like, it's not just like one little cameo, right? This is this is affecting every movie, every TV show moving forward in this one little bit. And I think it's great. And I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly what your theory is off the top of my head, but for me, it seems like Wanda does not have the ability to bring people back from the dead, right? But in her, in her depressed state, in her psychotic break, in her manic episode, whatever you want to call it, her powers have just elevated to a level where if she wants to bring her brother back to life, she reaches through the universe and finds one from a different universe and brings him in. That's what I believe is happening here. I. I I don't know what you think, Chris. So she can bring people back from the dead. That's why the vision is here. So, right, like that's that's kind of like. Well, is, but then I, I think well, we got to talk. I think we got to talk a lot about the of what is life, right, what is living. You but, know, what is vision? Is he but, just a synthoid? What is his life? Right, but you know? but but the whole just just on a base, like he was technically dead, and uh, as we saw in this. Uh, disassembled completely in a, in a factory at, of sword before she stole the corpse right and brought it back and has reanimated it it looks like so he's he's, he's for all intents and purposes he's alive I, and then Darcy says she recast her brother mm-hmm. so but then she uh, Wanda says I didn't do that at the door she doesn't know that she's done this uh, or is somebody else doing it 
Um, I don't think it's connected to the X-Men. I don't think it's opening up other universes yet. I, I, I want to be proven wrong, but I'm, I'm taking the knowledge oh. that we have here. The well, only I'll re- go... I mean, I'll just go whole hog. I think it absolutely is. Well, I, I, I know you do, and, I, and that's what everyone wants. But, like, this is akin to J. Jonah Jameson. J.K. Simmons playing the same role in Spider-Man. We didn't clamor, oh, my God, that they're crossing universes. There is no inclination that this person is crossing universes yet, as of yet. And, and we, we've not... I'm just basing off the facts we have. So, hopefully, I'm proven wrong. And they say, hey, this is what happened for sure. Because the the... The Pietro we got, his personality doesn't match the X-Men ones, if you go back and watch. And he's wearing a little bit of his um, Days of Future Past outfit a little bit. Did you know that? Which lines mm. up with the era of the show Wanda is in. Well, I, I think, I mean, I could probably I could probably talk about this for like hours because right. so it's many, a like, whole show around this thing. But it's just like it, it seems it would seem bizarre for them to bring in Evan Peters to not connect it to the X-Men movies. Right. Like for me, the J. Jonah Jameson is more like, well, this is the Spider-Man universe. Nobody has set any hard rules for the Spider-Man universe really yet at all. You know, it's owned by Sony. Who knows what the hell they, they're going to do it, on their own movie. It's still it Marvel Universe. Like, it just to me, it just seemed like nobody else could really quite play J. Jonah Jameson than J.K. Simmons. So, you know, if we can bring him back, if we can put him back in the role, let's just do it because those were ramey Spider-Man movies. You know, I, it, it'll be fine. We can make it work. But this is like, this is Evan Peters who's like directly played the same character in a different universe. It just seems so weird that, that's, to that, bring him back if you're not going to directly connect so, it to a multiverse. But, he, it's, but that, that's the same logic here. He's the same actor in a different movie. J. Jonah Jameson, same actor in a different movie. Like, there's no... It's the same thing. The only reason that we're saying this is because we know there's a Doctor Strange movie coming out in the Multiverse of Madness, correct? Which... But but it but it just seems so weird because the, the motivation for J.K. Simmons is, like, he did the role so well. Like, I don't think Evan well, Peters was, is know. just, like, the spitting image of Quicksilver. Like, oh, we gotta get him because he's the only other person that could possibly play but Quicksilver. It just seems... It, it seems weird to put him on screen if you weren't trying to connect him to the X-Men in some way. I, I again, I, it's the, the same. If you put, no one said that, you know, Jay Jonah Jameson, he's the only actor we could ever get to do this in a world full of actors. Like that's, that's, that's you putting that into that movie, you know, based on that, like that, there's nothing there. It's the same with this. They can recast him and put someone who's played that role before. There's nothing that's given in this, in this movie, in this show that said there's a multiverse in play yet. Um, I mean, uh, but like what, but what I'm trying to say is what is the point of Evan Peters being Quicksilver in this TV show? Why does it have to be this actor? I think because it is being like an Easter egg. Like what's the point? It's a T. So my thought is it's a TV show, right? Wanda's making a TV show that she even plays the credits while they're arguing like in the middle of this episode, right? Like right before this kind of thing. So she's crafting a TV show. Now my thought would be. What if I now this this is a stretch? What if the X Men movies are movies in the MCU, like a, like a sub kind of thing? Like she's watched X Men movies. This person is that that actor for that. I, I I again it's weird because this is the same role kind of thing, but like th- th- my thought also is that there's no technical body for Pietro for her to reanimate like Vision, so she can't use that body and this is somebody else. Like, I, I can't draw all the lines to it yet, but there is no math or no, 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 not math, no evidence that there's multiversal play going on yet. Well, at this I mean, point if in I time. had to, 
if I had to put my stake in the sand, I would say that whatever's happening with vision, I think is totally unrelated to what's happening in the town. I think we're going to get a totally separate explanation for why vision is the way that he is because she is manipulating and like basically mind controlling all of these humans that exist in this town, right? You know, these people exist, they're already there. Uh, but like vision seems to have his own sentience, right? You know, he says in this episode that your powers hmm. don't work the same way on me, but like vision, like you said, he is a, he is a dead corpse, right? These aren't dead humans that were reanimated. Hmm. So factually something is different she, is happening with vision she we don't know re- exactly what it is she rewrote his line earlier in another episode so yes she she can control the time or replay a moment around him well but it's not the same like now if this dome comes down at like in the last episode or something like that and she has literally been an- animating like human corpses the whole time oh. you know we could say that they're similar but we can factually say it's different she's messing with live human beings as opposed right. to possibly puppeting a dead corpse but now how does this dead corpse have its own sentience how is it making right. its own uh, that decisions I don't, outside that, of Wana? that so i don't that's, know that's all i'm trying to say is uh, something different is happening yeah. with vision. I, I don't know to what scale is happening there, but something different yeah. is happening to vision. And then my other stake in the sand is uh, Evan Peters is a hundred percent from a different universe because I don't know why the hell they'd bring him in there if it wasn't, but he seems to be acting differently because I think he is under Wanda's control. He's a mm-hmm. human, just like all of the other humans in this town. He might've been, he might've possibly been plucked from another universe, but of course he's acting all weird. Like what does he say in the line? Like, where are the chips or something or he, yeah, he something asked for like he, he, doesn't he, he ask for like food or something he, i don't remember what his line was he didn't act like uh aaron taylor johnson's either that's like if she's controlling him i think she would put her memories of her brother in there and he doesn't seem to act like it um well, there, so uh, it makes uh, me think course. it makes me think he's not related to wanda this well, is, I think we're gonna. I, I don't think he. I don't think he is related to her either. I think he's literally Pietro from the X Men. No, not not related by blood. Over. I don't think she's controlling him or or whatever his appearance is. That's something else. Um, the only reason I said is Agnes um, uh, has to deal with the the saddest death in the MCU, right? The dog dying in this episode, <laughs> okay. uh, out of nowhere. But like, I think she's trying to provoke Wanda to bring a body back to life. I think she killed the dog and is trying to like, yeah, just bring him back to life right here in front of us to see if she could do it. No, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I, this would be a fun reveal, though, because this was episode five, right? Yes. There's Half nine episodes, so we're past halfway through the series. So it would be interesting to see more pop up. I was surprised that she came out of the bubble at all mm-hmm. and interacted with Darcy and the humans on the other side. And she basically said like, Hey, get out of here. Uh, so I'm surprised that we've moved to that it, phase already. Did, did um, you notice her accent returned when she walked yeah, out of the bubble too? It did. I, I noticed that. I think she's like, yeah. Cause you, you know, your main character is not going to have an accent on a, on a TV show in America, right? You're going to have yeah. that American accent now. So going past all of our, all of our controversial talk here with what possibly might be happening with multiverses or actors or what vision is, doing 
on the basis of the episode itself, I was a little let down. You know, I can't sing praises for something 100% of the time. There's always like little kinks in the armor, right? Or chinks in the armor? Is that the is that the word they chink, use? Chink would um, be the word you're looking for, yes. I thought there was some kind of awkward exposition in the middle of this episode, right? You know, some somebody out there has to like explain the history of, of Wanda, you know, so there has to be some dumb people in the room that don't understand what's going on so we can catch the audience up on everything everything right and then um we have uh some of our other uh people uh in the show talking about like oh who could beat who oh well like wanda could have beat thanos on her own but you know blah 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 this was happening and stuff like that Uh, it just kind of seemed like strange comic book store talk to be happening for people that were trying to solve like this crime so that just all kind of felt a little awkward to me i don't know about you no i I don't think i think i think it has a point number one i think the sword people aren't showing monica the full footage from that the where wanda breaks in to get the body out of sword it looked it looked like it was cut to serve this guy's purpose right well yeah because even even wanda in the same episodes uh in that same uh, altercation says you took him from me so how did shield get that body to begin with right yeah and sword may have had yeah well sword may have had this five years that we we don't know how long Mm. his body has been around i think we'll learn that in another episode so I think that was there, but also it was also the, the thing I, I said, I think to someone earlier this week before this is like the only person I think that would, you know, they're talking about other cameos, Brie Larson would be a perfect cameo for this for two reasons. One, she has ties to Monica Rambeau, right? Mm-hmm. Two, she's the only other hero in the Avengers who's powered by a cosmic, a, a, an infinity stone, Wanda and her, right? So like, how do we beat well, infinity Monica, stones? Monica with, seems to have some sort of, history yeah. with I, her because they were like oh i don't want to talk about her you well, know we're not talking about that yeah i think i think she just got abandoned because she would never have um as far as we know captain marvel never came back to earth until nick fury used the pager right mm-hmm. um so i bet she feels like she was a aban- her, like, her and her mom were abandoned on earth and her mom has cancer right so it's probably like an abandoned yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, that could have possibly been it. And the, and the other part of the episode, this was this is just kind of like a minor thing, but it was like they uh, they kind of come to this realization like, oh, we can send stuff into the bubble, right, if we match the era to mm-hmm. that, that Wanda's broadcasting so we don't have to change it. So they, they whip up this drone that they say is using all this 80s technology, but I don't know, I'm no historical drone expert, but that thing did not look like it was out of the 80s at all. It looked like a very modern drone. Oh flying Wait. in and i was like well, really that's Wait. that's from the 80s <laughs> yeah they use they used in the operation what was it desert storm was that it or whatever gulf yeah but it was i don't know if you noticed it, it was a stark drone when she threw it back at the the people when she oh, walked i guess bubble. i guess stark maybe industries drone. i guess maybe stark industries had very specific look for a drone yeah. in the 80s but that also led to the moment that was slightly disappointing was uh the uh what the sword the sword had the 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 yeah, agent the who's you know the bat he's the bad guy now it just kind of felt a little cliche for kind of a modern streaming marvel tv show where usually they've been oh. kind of like bucking some of the uh some of the normal expected stuff so it's just like oh of course it's a it's a uh, you know a military they're, you know um, authority who's like not who's like no they're they're a threat we're gonna destroy them like I, we see that in all the movies like probably I was just beaten over the head with it in all yeah. those Godzilla movies I watched where somebody just wants to blow it up with a nuke let's just fire a missile at Wanda that'll well, solve the problem I, it just I, felt I kind think, of contrived and stupid to me 
if I'm taking my stake in the sand, all of this is a ploy. None of this is actually what it seems. The director is probably not really a bad guy because they had that deal with Hydra and Shield, right? Like they're not going to pull the same. Like, oh, our next big organization is also, guess what, run by... Oh, well, I don't think he's, like, literally the villain. I think he, I think they're just doing that same storyline. Oh, the bureaucrat's I, just trying to get the job done. So, I think, you know, he can... I don't, I think he's somebody else. I think there's something else to him. Maybe he has a stake in this magic realm or whatever. Because if you notice, she's in the hex, right? That's what Darcy calls it. Oh yeah, we yeah that was another thing we I brought that up the other week. Yeah. What is the whole reason so, for the shape? <laughs> so the hexes are all over his office in the sword room in the episode we meet him in, where Monica goes into his office. The same shape. Oh, I think there's more. To, I think there's a bigger mystery than the, what we're seeing here. We're we're only getting pieces dripped to us. There's a, there's a bigger, huger mystery to this that we're we're not getting, and they're going to give us that. Uh, and back to before I, I didn't get answered. So why they were talking about who could be who? I only think that's relevant because it puts them in their mindset that the people in the Marvel Cinematic Universe know about the battle with Thanos. I think if we assume they didn't know about it, that would like, like just like yes, these people are knowledgeable. The Avengers shared the information with the world of what happened. So like that's the only reason I think that's that that's possible to oh, me because yeah. they were like if they like didn't know about like what do you mean Thanos? Who's the what's the Thanos? I'm like. Well, obviously, you, you had to know about the biggest battle in the history of the oh, Earth at yeah. this point. Yeah, so. I, it to, I totally, yeah. I totally, it's very believable that yeah. they would know about everything that happened. I'm sure there's been reports, there's been memos, there's been all types of stuff. Because uh, uh, Tony died that, in that one. Yeah, that's been disseminated to the public and everything like that. But just the just the writing in general seemed kind of cheesy, right? It just yeah. It's just kind of like... Maybe the, let's take this moment slightly more yeah. seriously, and you guys are just like talking about who could well, beat who. I well, don't know. And it was just in the context of it all. But all I'm trying to say is a whole lot happened in this episode. Uh, there's a whole lot awesome happening here. Well, but you know, we always if we're talking about the good, got to talk about the bad. Every well, once in a while. yeah, I, I think I think this show's firing on all cylinders right now. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. we got the first two that were essentially period pieces. Episode four was a little more period piece. Now they're giving us back and forth between the the quote-unquote tv show and the real world at the same time and i think you know i don't know if they can go back to that gimmick and if they do you know i it may not be nearly as fun as as having both sides of this play off for the rest of the thing so uh, i expect friday we're, we're gonna find out more about who uh, quote-unquote the, the villains are and who's brought this evan peters character back uh, and and mm. what his affiliation is i think i think we'll know by friday again so uh we'll, we'll we're gonna see which way they go with it because there's a lot a lot to go on this because I think my my stake is if there is a Mephisto in this because um that's what people are, are putting money on right now uh that he is probably um some sort of alien that's been on Earth for a while so we'll see we we shall see yeah all right that's it for the show Mike I gotta go get I mean this it's almost time for the Super Bowl in three hours mm-hmm. here I gotta go get ready man so people know what you're up to what you're doing what I can find you at. Oh, all you got to do is find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and you can read my pickled comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or um, Instagram, Valdan87. I'll probably be sharing some of my Super Bowl snacks up there, Mike. Are you going to be sharing yours today? Ooh, I love snacks. I'm sure there'll be an Instagram yeah. story of the be, beautifuls. Give me a picture. You've been sharing throughout the week with those those cheesecake bites, so we'll we'll see about those. Uh, if people want to know more about the show, what we're doing, where can they find us at? Oh, all you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best avenue to find all the ways we host our show and to get our awesome show notes. So you want to check out the trailer for that uh, the kaiju 
Pacific Rim thing over on Netflix, you want that Thor set photo, you can get that in our show notes over at SuperheroSlate.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts. Please like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. We love hearing from you, so please reach out. Uh, what are your WandaVision theories? Are, are, you, are you leaning more my direction? Are you leaning more Chris's direction? Or is it all moot and pointless? Because all we have to do is wait five more days and we'll probably know exactly what's happening. So uh, what do you what do you think? Are you enjoying WandaVision? Are you back on the boat? If you were off the boat, you know, I know episode four was a big watershed moment for a lot of people. Uh, so what are you thinking? Let us know. Um, stay tuned. Stay subscribed. You may or may not be seeing a part two of the superhero slate Super Bowl extravaganza, depending on uh, what they uh, deliver to us during this uh, big game. But of course, you already know. You already know because you're listening to this in the future and this is all moot. But uh, we love our we love our super fans of the show. So if you want to be a super fan of Superhero Slate, all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, wear your mask, social distance, get your vaccine and get this world back to normal. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe. Like a pig without shit, Mike. And, and what, 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 how happy is a pig not in shit? <laughs> Mediocre. That, I think that warrants a bad Yelp review. Yeah.